0: Jason Klom, and this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. The year is 1961. That is paper and gum you're hearing. The album is 2001 Years with Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks. The artist, of course, Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks. My guest is Travis McElroy.
1: Hello. Hi, sir. Hello. Thank you for coming. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me talk about Mel Brooks. Are you kidding? I mean, I- obviously... If no, okay I mean I'm serious, but I I know that you also enjoy talking about I Mel do. Brooks. I do. I, I of the thousand podcasts I do, I very rarely have a chance to really right. go on about how much I love Mel Brooks.
0: Yeah. Well, that's just it like and I I have a podcast where I can if I want, but honestly like we've talked about him like full on for a full episode maybe three times because mm-hmm. we did Young Frankenstein. Oh yeah. We did Blazing Saddles with Andrew Bergman, excellent, and then we did uh, one of one of these with Scott Ackerman. Oh, gotcha. And so yeah, uh, so that's it. So this is Man, I mean, good
1: company. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I so, mean, I shouldn't be surprised. Like, what? Mel Brooks has had an impact on the comedy community.
0: <laughs> but you would think Get more. So.
1: wouldn't you think more? I, you know, I do, but I, I would bet that most mm-hmm. people have either seen or enjoyed a Mel Brooks movie or a Mel Brooks something Mm -hmm. without, like, knowing who made it. You know what I mean? That's
0: true. Especially,
1: like, in my generation, I bet there are lots of people who have seen, like, Robin Hood mid Tights, for example, and were like, oh, I saw that when I was 15. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, did you laugh? Okay, great, that was Mel Brooks. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I bet there's stuff like that where it's just people didn't know. And I actually, I don't know about you, I came to the albums... In the reverse, like, I mm-hmm. I saw, like, the movies, yeah. and then I actually read the book version that he and Carl Reiner did in, like, 98. Really? I want to say that was just, like, <laughs> a transcript yeah, 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 of, yeah. like, the 2,000-year-old man stuff, Holy and shit. then I listened to the album. I didn't know there was a book. That's oh, awesome. yeah. I, I might it. still have it somewhere in my house. So good. But it was just, like, written jokes, mm-hmm. which even, mm-hmm. I-, I was, like, this is great. I was sure. 15 in 98, so mm-hmm. I was, like, reading it laughing my ass off. Yeah. And then can I curse? Is it oh, okay? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, please. Uh, do. Shit, shit, shit. Thank um, you. <laughs> and so then going back and listening to the albums and add on top of that delivery. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Right. That's so funny. That's where you fucking started. Yeah, I came, I basically went backwards down the timeline to get to the albums. Even
0: as an actor, though, like that shit is not easy to interpret always.
1: No, not at all.
0: Because if you're not, I'm I'm assuming you're not Jewish, as I am not. So not not. raised Jewish, not raised in New York, neither of us. I mean, I was raised in upstate New York, but it's a totally different environment. No, I
1: was raised in West Virginia. Yeah. So, yeah. But I was also raised in a very, like, comedy centric family. Like my dad. Was like showing us, you know, Marx Brothers, and mm. and uh, uh, from like Mystery Science Theater three thousand, mm-hmm. and like Marx Brothers, and like Three Stooges, to like uh, I'm do- like I'm looking on your wall. I see like News Radio. We watch that, like all of these things that I wouldn't necessarily say that like when I saw it at ten mm-hmm. was something that I was seeking out. Right. But more my dad being like, I think you'd like this, mm-hmm. and was never pushy about it, and it was never like. Here's the thing. And then my older brother was three years older than me. So also, I was picking up stuff like Clerks and, you know, and Weird Al Yankovic and stuff that Mm -hmm. was like, actually, maybe I was a little too young for. Sure. But like, They Might Be Giants was like, I came to They Might Be Giants because Justin Mm -hmm. was listening to They Might Be Giants. I was like, what is this? But so with Mel Brooks, it was especially like once I actually started listening to the comedy albums, but even reading the stuff, Mm -hmm. I was like, Okay, like I had a feel for it mostly because I'd seen the movies too, okay. so I kind of had a had a, like a, a framework to build it on. Mm-hmm. But even then, you really miss out on the flow of, especially when I'm like 15 and I'm not even taking into account like the really improv'y nature mm-hmm. of like their interactions. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, where it's just like I'm reading it, going, "Oh, this is a funny script," <laughs> right, you know, right, right. and then it's like, "Yeah," but when you hear him doing, you go, "Oh, what?" Uh, and he just delivers this amazing punchline yeah. where you're like. Oh, he's a genius. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a literal genius. Like, he's a comic genius. I have so much trouble picking
0: it apart, though, because I know, obviously, you know, they've done... The, and if, if you know, I mean, it's the kind of thing that's born out of improv, mm-hmm. but eventually you do it enough and it becomes like, oh, let's do this bit. I can't tell at what stage they are listening to. The, and again, the one that you picked was 2001 Years, mm-hmm. which is the second 2000-Year-Old yes. Man album, because we've already done the first one. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Jack Dolgen, writer on uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He's the other person, so, ah, so there we go. Uh, yes, indeed, good company. Um, so, yeah, you can't, I I just, I can't tell where this is, and there's actually a few, it's kind of poorly edited. There are a couple of really shitty cuts in it. Oh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. album? Yeah. But, like, did you do you remember these sketches from reading them? Any of these
1: ones? I don't know if any of these are in the book you had. I feel like I remembered the 2000, I think it was all 2000, I think it was like, The book, I think, was called The 2,000-Year-Old Man in the Year 2000. Yes. I believe so. And there was an
0: album that came out at the same time. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I
1: think they were only 2,000-Year-Old Man stuff. But there Mm -hmm. was stuff, like, you can all go to hell except K-76 was like, I think that's in there. Like, that stuff and, Mm -hmm. like, where did singing come from? Like, those kinds of jokes, I feel like, were in there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but, like, even that, like I said, like, I can remember them either from listening to them the first time or from the book. Mm Mm-hmm. And then listening to it again now at 32, where I was like, God, he's a, like, his delivery is so good. Because this is the thing, I was thinking about listening to it again this week, where I was like, well, how has this impacted me specifically? Like, aside from the fact that Blazing Saddles is my favorite movie and I've seen it a thousand times, mm-hmm. no exaggeration, there's not hyperbole. Mm-hmm. I've literally seen it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I watch it once a week because um, I have a lot of free time, my podcast. Sure. So, yeah, I, what yeah, am I doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, except for that, I was like, "How does this impact me?" And I realized, mm-hmm. listening to it, Mel Brooks has this genius level ability to tell the stupidest joke mm-hmm. that if that in such a way mm-hmm. that you laugh at it as you're going, like, "That's stupid," yeah, yeah and which yeah. is a thing that like I do mm-hmm. on my podcast, where it's just like I'm gonna pick maybe low hanging fruit, or mm-hmm. it's just like stupid, dumb pun or wordplay or something that's mm-hmm. not at all sophisticated, but the way I deliver it is going to make you shake your head while you're laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of the Melbrook <laughs> style that I love so much. I mean, when you watch Blazing Saddles, one of my favorite weird little jokes is a Laurel and Hardy handshake. Oh, it's God. so it's brilliant, dumb, it's brilliant. but I laugh at it every time. I got to deliver that line on stage one. Oh, That's such a, it's such a good line. Like, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. many of Gene Wilder's lines of like, right. are we awake? Are we black? black? It's so, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's I, and low hanging fruit isn't the right word for it cuz oh, but you know I, what I mean like
0: yes, I do 100%. You're
1: not breaking the mold with the setup punch mm-hmm. but like you just put a little bit of spin on it as it went out enough mm. to make people go like, "Oh, you oh, I can <laughs> oh, you got me." Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I my mean, my favorite
0: shit has always been that. Like it, 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 groaners are okay with me. Yeah. I mean, that's how I fell in love with Conan O'Brien's work. Yeah. I love him because exactly like Half the time, his punchlines, it'll it'll be a half laugh, and then me saying, asshole, because I think he's an asshole. Uh, what I think it joke. is, is
1: I think uh, to translate it from a different art form, mm-hmm. I've always thought, and many people do, this is not revolutionary for me to say it, that in order to play a really bad dancer in something... Mm-hmm. You have to be a good dancer, yeah, yeah. like to watch like Danny Kay stumble around yes, a stage sure. is because he's a genius. Mm-hmm. So to do a groaner, to do bad jokes well, mm-hmm. you have to really know how to tell jokes. Yeah, like because lots of people do bad jokes. Sure, but to do bad jokes in such a way that make people go, "You're a genius," mm-hmm. it's like, oh, "Okay, yeah. like that." Like when you see Zach Galifianakis deliver like mm-hmm. a punchline, and you're <laughs> like, "Yeah." You son of a bitch! Like yep. that was like yep. you. I I knew that joke was coming a fucking mile mm-hmm. away, mm-hmm. and your delivery was so good yeah. that I'm gonna laugh at it for the next like ten years. You know, his,
0: I'm trying to think off of his special Chixie dicks might be the dumbest ones. Oh yeah, and but again, I fucking it kills me because again, he's committed to
1: it. Yeah, and Demetri Martin does the same thing oh, yeah? where his yeah. lines are like, I'm gonna delivery, mm-hmm. and it's just like, okay, yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, like. I could just see you sitting down and going, that's dumb, and writing it (laughs) down as you're laughing. And then you delivered it in such a way that you're like, I'm telling this joke. Yeah. And I'm not apologizing for it. I'm not. Mm -hmm. And that like, that's, I think that's what I love so much. And I get really defensive when people talk about, like, Blazing Saddles. And they're like, I don't know that it's still, like, isn't it racist? And I'm like, okay, one, if if you think that, watch it. Yep. Because the whole point is it's, it's... That it's not yeah. like the yeah. whole point is that it's yeah. not like yeah. it makes you so frustrated when people say that because it's like no like <laughs> the whole point of the movie is that you that <laughs> yeah. it's not racist and, but it's just that idea of like it's you you take a thing mm-hmm. and you do it in such a way that it's geni- like mm-hmm. I can't remember what I was talking about before the whole racist thing but like <laughs> okay. but that oh that's it that you take these jokes that. Are dumb, but you string them together in such a way that mm-hmm. also underneath it you're telling a really great no, story.
2: King Arthur, did he exist? Did you know? Him? Oh yes, Arthur king and the Arthur Knights of the Round Table. Very important man. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't he only a king. What do you mean he had a he owned four apartment buildings? He,
3: <laughs>
2: he was some man. He did. And, oh. the, and the knights of the round sure. table existed? No round table. There was no round table? Only when he ate with his family was a round table. Yes. And then guests came, knights came. They would open it up and put in the leaves. <laughs> so it was King Arthur of the Oval Table. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. And is
0: it true in those days that the knights would,
2: were so gallant, they would really fight for yes, a lady's handkerchief? Oh, it, a handkerchief was one of the big fights.
3: <laughs>
2: That's really... You happen to stumble on one of the, one of the terrible fights oh, of the... When a lady would lose a handkerchief, two knights would go at each other on horses. With long spears, you know, and run at each other and go to kill each other to get that handkerchief. Why was that? Because there was no Kleenex. I see. Once a knight got that handkerchief, he blew his nose pretty good. I see. I, I never had a handkerchief. When did, oh well, I I don't want to ask you about the the argument sure. Of the handkerchief, but like mm-hmm. that's
1: the thing. If you, especially the my two favorite Mel Brooks movies are uh, Blazing Saddles and um, and Young Frankenstein. Sure. And the two of them together, especially to me, Blazing Saddles is, even without all the jokes, Mm -hmm. is a good, interesting story. Yes. Right. And I think that might be where we kind of lose the thread in later Mel Brooks movies. Especially, like, if you look at, like, uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It, to a lesser extent, Mm -hmm. Robin Hood, Men and Tights, which I still love. Sure. There are... It's just joke, 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 mm. joke, which is fine. It's the airplane infusion that he yeah, help. it's not his yeah. fault necessarily. Well, and I also think that much like most examples, oh, I remember what I was going to say now. Not apologizing for it. Remind me in a second. But it, I also think it's uh, it's one of those things where I I think that this is the death of comedy in general. Mm-hmm. Is when you get somebody who's so funny. And their first, like, four movies, they've got people looking over their shoulder going, I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. But they make so much money and they're so popular that by their fifth movie, everyone's going, just do whatever you want. Why did we ever second guess you? Mm -hmm. And then, so their fifth movie is shit. Because no one's pushing back. No one's saying, you can't do that, you can't do that. You can't do that. And so, like, when you think about some of my favorite stories from Blazing Tattles are, like, when they were like, you have to cut the fart scene. And he was like, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And then didn't do it. But But that idea of, like telling jokes in such a way that you're not really apologizing for the punchline Mm -hmm. you're not saying i know this is dumb but that you're saying like here's a gift i'm giving you i'm gonna lob Mm -hmm. you a softball you're gonna laugh at it you're welcome right and that's the same thing you hear in like 2000 and 2001 2006 month whatever Mm -hmm. old man is that yeah he makes jokes in such a way That, it's like, it's like when your dad, especially now for me, because he was Mm -hmm. recording these in the 60s, and Mm -hmm. now it's, you know, 50 years later, Mm -hmm. that, like, he's telling a joke that's a little bit, like, so, for example, on this one, there's the uh, Queen, Alexandria, and Murray joke. Yes. Right? And it's a little bit of, like, okay, he's doing a little bit of, like, Jewish stereotype as the Mm -hmm. punchline. Sure. Uh, But then it's like, you know what, though, like... Yeah. He's he's not saying anything bad. Oh no, no! It's not like he's he's crossing into offensive. Sure, sure, sure. No, and no. there's a little bit of you know modern day guy who's like, oh, but you're just doing an impression for a punchline. I don't sure. know how I feel about. But then it's like, but the joke is so good. Sure,
0: it's solid. And yeah, he- but
1: it's like, okay, yeah, go for it, man. And he's a Jew, so I mean, yeah, he, gets, he gets that. He can break. do it.
0: I mean, there there are. We maybe don't need to talk so as much about the sci- Psychiatric Society sketch, which is just yeah. stereotype after stereotype. Yes. Which, that's definitely... And there's a lot of, like, straight up based on the ethnicity. It's like, okay, well, it's the 60s. I'll forgive him because I love him, and he's not Bill Cosby, so he didn't rape anybody. Yeah, okay, cool, fair. Great.
1: Um, you know. But also, I would say that, even then, and I'm not going to defend doing impression as punchline. Yes, right, right, right. But it's also like... If you're thinking of it more of, like, being put on the spot in an improv scene, sure. more than, like, I wrote a thing, it's mm-hmm. hilarious, I'm doing an impression of an Indian guy, mm-hmm. yeah. but more your scene partner going, here is an Indian gentleman you, answer, course. and you're going, yes. okay, now yeah. I'm doing an Indian guy, uh-huh, I guess. Uh-huh, but it's like, that's like, more of how I see Reiner and, and Brooks doing their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whether that's true or not, I don't know how much of it was beforehand, like, him going, hey, by the way, I'm gonna do this to brush up on that impression. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to think it's a little bit more of the, like, and catch, and going, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's my understanding of the birth of the 2000-year-old yeah, man was yeah. it was a party thing that mm-hmm. they used to do for people at parties Same to make them laugh. Newhart, yeah. Yeah, and then somebody was like, you should do that on stage. And they were like, oh, okay. Um, but so, like, but even then, it's I don't. Mm, it's offensive in that he's doing an impression of, of an ethnicity that he is not. Yes, sure. But I don't think it ever skews into offensive because it's offensive. I don't think so. No,
0: it's not intended. It's offensive for nowadays. Yeah. And they're definitely, I am not Indian, so I, you know, that's the big
1: one for me. Like,
0: I'm not Indian, so I'm not going to feel the hurt that you're going to feel if you're Indian. Yeah. So this is going to mean something totally different, but that's the only, like, there are a couple, like, oh, they're all short. And it's like, oh, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's a couple of those right that's but you know and again i'm not again i do not want to shit on the album because again i'm uh, it's,
1: it's also it's like 63 when 61, it came out 61, 61 yeah, yeah, yeah. when it came out so like <laughs> as terrible as this sounds the fact that he's not throwing slurs out left and yeah. right is like yeah. hey man he's way ahead of his time well like,
0: here's the thing we know that the man is not a racist we yeah. know that the man writes brilliant beautiful anti-racism stuff so yeah. it was a this is like Borscht Belt shit, just exaggerated, yeah. and and this is just what they were used to.
1: I mean, Blazing Saddles, like, mm-hmm. is so not racist, but you you, it's like Archie Bunker in that way yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. well, you use the terminology mm-hmm. to really drive home, mm-hmm. like, if you're writing a racist character, which there are throughout Blazing Saddles, sure. like, sixty percent, seventy percent of the of the characters. You can't use PC language Mm-mm. to get your point across no. because they're racists. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, no, it wouldn't make sense if Bart was the only guy. By the way, that's your water. Oh, uh, if do. Bart Ooh. was the
0: only guy who was using the word. exactly. Which, by the way, he doesn't use it once because so. he's
1: dealing with racists. Mm-hmm. Like, I
0: had. I. I'm so sorry, but I had just. We have to go back to this just because I had a boss once yeah. who did the thing you're talking about earlier. And I was talking Which, and I was wait, like, oh, what? Uh, saying, isn't it racist? Ah, gotcha. So, but here's the thing. He loved the movie, okay, as I did. Uh-huh. If you love a movie, but you also think it's a racist movie, does that not? And I was oh, like... Oh, yeah. And I'm like, hey, it's ironically racist. He was like, no, it's not. They use the N-word. I'm like, oh, man, you're but, an actor, too. You think you're an actor. Do you have no concept of art? Like, I just, I want, and I had to walk out of the joke. room. <laughs> <laughs> he was just but this, the joke... But the
1: joke... The
0: joke. It, like, the whole joke of the movie. I think he thought, thought the joke was, hey, he's getting away with saying the N-word a million. I think he's that, that dense, this guy. You
1: know, though, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a, a substantial percentage of people who see the movie nowadays. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, no concept. Who... I'm, I don't know, just completely guessing. If you told me 20% of people that you showed Blazing Saddles today were like, oh, the joke is, oh, this poor fellow's catching all this shit. Yeah. And not that, like, the one cool guy, the smooth, right. like, okay, like, I would actually want to be friends with that guy, mm-hmm. is the black guy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. everyone else is being shitty. All mm-hmm. the, like, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that, and also... It's my favorite buddy cop comedy that exists because the relationship between uh, Gene Wilder and Cleavon Little in that movie is just like so funny. Mm -hmm. And also I would say in many ways very forward thinking, Mm -hmm. both because it's a black guy and a white guy, Mm -hmm. also because they're very almost affectionate with each other yeah. Oh, yeah. in a way that like in a Western that anybody else made would not happen. Of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. like even if you look at like uh Sunday or Butch Cassidy and Sunday and his kid, mm-hmm. they still have a very close relationship, sure. but it's much more like brothers punching each other mm-hmm. as opposed to what I would say with Bart and Jim where Bart and Jim are much more like almost like huggy 100% you know, they are. friends. And it's just yeah. like, That's and they ride off in the sunset together but not like we're on to the next but more like hey do you want to go catch a movie together Exactly. in a way that to me is just like Mm -hmm. so pleasant Mm -hmm. and no like no fake masculinity to like spit in the ground like oh shucks partner Mm -hmm. like that it's very like oh that's sweet it's really nice the salt of the earth scene is great too because he's got his arm around him you know
0: like it's it's, and the laugh seems so
1: sincere Mm -hmm. I I swear up and down it is it's one of those facts that like I think I made up. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like, oh, that was an outtake. That was the best take. And mm-hmm. they used... I don't know if that's true, but it, it definitely has that energy no, of, of like, it oh, yeah. that's yeah. Cleavon Little literally breaking mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. delivery from Gene Wilder. So, and I'm sure you know the whole Gene Wilder wasn't supposed to be in right. the movie. Yeah, yes. All that stuff. Yeah. And can you imagine the movie without him? Like, I've no. tried a no. bajillion times. Uh-uh. Gross. He's my favorite. <laughs> like, he has... I think every line he delivers. I, every mm-hmm. time I watch it, I watch it a thousand times. Every mm-hmm. time I watch it, there's a new line where I'm like, "That's my new favorite line." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's different, and so and it gets smaller and small. Mm-hmm. And the one that right now cracks me up is every time uh, they suggest uh, "Swing Low, Sweet Cherry." I think it's that <laughs> mm-hmm. "Swing Low, Sweet Cherry." And he goes, "Oh, I ain't heard of that one, huh?" And there's something about the, <laughs> the idea of like them not knowing the song and mm-hmm. him going, oh, "Okay," it's so. <laughs> Funny to me, and there's different lines every time, but just like just about every line Gene Wilder delivers is so, like, my name's Jim. Most people call me Jim. the The paw. It's all so good. I love Gene Wilder in that movie, and the fact that then, uh, Young Frankenstein exists because. They did that movie together, and mm. Wander was like, "I have an idea for another movie." I know,
0: and they came out same time
1: basically. Yeah, not long after each other. No, aesthetic. it's so good. It's, uh, I'm sorry. Now
0: we we're just we're down the fucking Blazing Saddles path. This yeah, movie I'll get stop. back to talking about the, the okay. album, but you did have another thing you said remind you of, but I didn't know what it was. I was supposed to remind you of.
1: No, the, I I remembered it. It was not apologizing for jokes because that's mm-mm. the thing is, and and okay for both both. Because the jokes in Blazing Saddles are dumb and stupid. And jokes that he does in general are dumb and stupid. Sure. But, like, in a good way. Let me clarify. But, like, especially in Blazing Saddles, where there's stuff that I imagine, even at the time, was, like... Ooh, I don't know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mel. And he's just like, nah, this is the movie. This is is the thing. And there was stuff that they were like, you have to cut that, you have to cut that, you have to cut that, and he didn't. And he was just like, okay, yeah, I totally will, and then didn't do it and put the movie out. A
2: person making, say, $100,000 income
1: do you know anybody <laughs>
2: like that? No, it's just a hypothetical Oh, comparison. I see. Because no. we could have a drink with him after the show. Uh, this is just a hypothetical oh, sure. question, sir. Mm-hmm. If you were to make
0: $100,000 a year, normally what would you pay in taxes?
2: Well, out of $100,000 a year, you would pay 90000 of those dollars to your government with the hanker method uh, if you made hundred thousand dollars you'd pay a dollar forty that's about that's, it now, give or take a couple
0: of now if that's a valid method sir we'd like to know a little more about it sir would you care to comment or not on these taxes that exist in our country
2: sir? the
0: cigarette tax
2: no comment gas tax no comment amusement comment Inheritance tax, no comment. School tax, no comment. Excise,
1: comment. Luxury tax, comment. Is that all you're gonna say? Sir?
2: That's about it. I said
1: neither comment. And it's stuff like that that's like really makes me respect a dude who's like, it's not funny if we don't do that. Right. It's not funny that way. And spe- like to move on to a different Mel Brooks movie that I love. Mm-hmm. I I always thanks to high anxiety, I always end mm-hmm. up comparing. Mel Brooks and and um, Alfred Hitchcock yeah because I think both of them had this vision for Alfred Hitchcock It was like what is tense what is you know scary and anxiety inducing I think for Mel Brooks it's like what's funny and what's comedy mm. the idea of like, If you take this frame out, if you make the fart scene 10 seconds shorter, Mm -hmm. it's not funny anymore. It has to go on so long as to be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then it's stupid. Yeah, You know, like the Candy Graham thing in Blazing Tattles is dumb. (laughs) But if it was anything else, it wouldn't be as funny. It would be a different movie. Yeah, And so I, I just, I think of it the same way. And when you think about a guy, it's almost annoying. It's almost upsetting mm-hmm. that he is both a f- hilarious writer.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, a pretty darn good actor. Yeah. I'm not going to say great. Right. He's not like uh, Oscar award-winning sure, guy, sure, but sure. for comedy, mm-hmm. real good. Yeah. And like apparently one of the greatest improvising minds mm-hmm. of like his generation in comedy.
0: Well, I think he actually set up a lot of comedy for a fall or in terms of like but in terms of people's uh, perception of comedy Mm -hmm. because I think for a long time any popular comedy has always been assumed by the masses until behind the scenes was a thing that all comedy was improvised Mm -hmm. all of it and it was for him you know Yeah. and to have that sharp of a mind I mean this is I mean we didn't see you know this kind of thing in terms of improv wasn't like as big a thing until like a Robin Williams comes along 20 years later and blows people's fucking minds same kind of thing I mean
1: even now like right now Mm -hmm. if 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 Mel Brooks had been born 1983, mm-hmm. he'd be doing a podcast with Carl Reiner. Oh, sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, that's what it, they would be doing, the 2,000-year-old man podcast, mm-hmm. where every week they would just get together, mm-hmm. and Carl Reiner would ask him questions that yep. their listeners wrote in and asked him, yep. and yep. that's what they'd be doing, and mm-hmm. they'd be touring across the country with live shows, mm-hmm. and, it, and like, my brothers and I would do My Brother, My Brother me, and people are like, how do you write it? And we're like, we don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We do the question and we're not even playing characters. Right. Like out on top of that, like mm-hmm. characters. And yeah. it's, it's so impressive to me. But like, that's the thing is like, it, it if it was scripted, it's impressive.
0: Sure. And when
1: it's improvised, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. it's just like, it, it's easy to make, because if you really listen to it, cause mm-hmm. I like, did, I listened to it like four times just preparing for this. If you really listen to it, what you would expect to hear Hmm. is a stock joke that he has injected Uh old-timey stuff into to make it seem like he's Mm -hmm. making it specific to the question. Right. And I would say that's, like, mm, 40% of -hmm. the stuff. Yeah. But the other 60 is, like, (laughs) oh, you're making plays off of the question. Like, you're listening and responding you're not just like here's a joke yeah. and i mentioned saber toothed tigers in it right, right 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 like you actually like listened <laughs> the, like the, the the writing joke the shakespeare mm-hmm. was a terrible writer Yeah, yeah yeah like is <laughs> i think if you wrote that down people would still be like that's amazing but yeah. then to like be like well hold on you say he's a great writer, he's not a great writer. You know, there were blots all over the. you can't read it, It's his M looks like an N. Genius, like, yeah. genius, a genius joke mm-hmm. delivered on the fly. And he's leading Carl Reiner down this path,
0: too, where Carl Reiner's, like, not sure where he's going. He's also good at picking up, but I think in, on that joke in particular, he's like, where the fuck is he going with this? I, I, I also think,
1: like- I don't want to just sit here, too, by the way, mm-hmm. and just be like, Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks, Mel yeah, Brooks, yeah, yeah. Mel Brooks. Because I think Carl Reiner is one of the greatest straight men of course he is, ever yeah. in mm-hmm. the history of comedy, because you listen to him do this, and I think I really underappreciated straight man skill, mm-hmm. is the ability, when you have a zany partner like Mel Brooks, to bring it back in tight, oh, and yeah. be like, oh, there like there's one moment that really stood out to me, and uh Mel, they talk about the knights fighting over women's handkerchiefs, mm-hmm. and the joke ends up being, spoiler alert, that <laughs> the reason they fight over the handkerchiefs is because there's no Kleenex. So dumb. And it. it's so good. Uh, Mel Brooks starts to say something and then you hear Carl Reiner say, I'm not going to ask you about the history of of Hank or that's the invention right. of handkerchiefs that's right, that's right. instead and just whoop, keeps it <laughs> yeah. moving. And you're like, and you know, if you really think about it, if you really check in with yourself in that moment mm-hmm. and think... Do I want to hear more about handkerchiefs right, right. now? I'm like, no. No. He we made that it. joke. It was a great <laughs> joke, and then Carl Reiner's out. You know you what I mean? Have
0: to because Mel Brooks was a notorious fucking little thunderball. Yeah. Like I mean, and by all most accounts, at least on the Sid Caesar show, an asshole.
1: Yeah. You know, and I'm well, sure because that's the thing. You know? He knows what's fun. Like yeah, that's of the thing. If you brought laughter problem. on the 23rd floor, is that? It? I never remember what number it is. Laughter on the 20, whatever. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. the play Neil Simon wrote mm-hmm. about the Sid Caesar writers' room, mm-hmm. and it's just this idea of like I, uh, for a great example of this my my room my college roommate who now does a show called trends like these with me named brent mm-hmm. and brent is an amazing well i was about to say a musical theater writer but he's an amazing like musical writer uh uh-huh. when he does videos on youtube where he you know writes lyrics to video game music it's amazing awesome. he's an absolute genius went to nyu grad school For, like, being a lyricist. He's a genius. Awesome. Hilarious, wonderful guy. Nightmare to collaborate with. And he knows it. Yeah, Like, he'll tell you all day long. Like, when he collaborates, he really has to, like, shut himself up. Because he knows what's funny. Yeah. He knows what's good. Mm -hmm. He knows what makes his stuff good. Sure. So when his partner's like, I don't know, we could do this. Like... His impulse to be like, that's not good. If that was good, I'd be doing it. This is the thing Mm -hmm. to do. And it's so like, our podcast is great, but we never collaborate on video stuff because like, I know what's funny. Yeah. And he knows what's funny. Yeah. And like, I I, that's why the two people I collaborate best with are Justin and Griffin. Mm Because one, our idea of what's funny is very similar. Of course. And two, like, I'm not going to tell them what not to do. And they're not going to tell me what not to do. And we're just all going to work together. But I, I mean, not only do I... Am I not surprised that Mel Brooks is that type of person? Sure. I respect it. Yeah. You know what I mean? First, like,
0: yeah,
1: 100%. I, I've never been in a writer's room before, but I imagine that there's something to the idea of like, if everybody's just sitting there agreeing with everybody, of course, yeah. how do you make comedy? There's a great, in the, um, the with Bob and David, mm-hmm. the relaunch of Mr. Yeah, Show. Yeah, yeah there's an episode that's just all behind the scenes.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and right. you
1: Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get to see Bob and David in a writer's room. And I was blown away by this moment. David Cross throws out an idea.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Bob Odenkirk shuts it down uh-huh. and launches a different idea off of it. Mm-hmm. And there's no animosity between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you watch Bob Odenkirk. I think he literally says something along the lines of like, oh, you know what would be better?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 right. And mm-hmm. David
1: Cross just like... Uh-huh. And it was like right there. And here's two genius comedians, mm-hmm. two genius actors, and like there's no like, hey man, that I that was my idea. I said the right, thing. Right, right. And then you did the thing. And they talk about that in interviews. I've heard um on how to this how uh how to be amazing, mm-hmm. uh, Michael and Black's interviewing Bob Odenkirk, and he talks about like, well the thing with Bob with David and I is like We both know what is funny.
3: Yeah.
1: And at the end of the day, like if one of us says something that's better, we know what's funny. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is I'm, I'm willing to bet that if you could sit in a room with Gene Wilder Mm -hmm. and Mel Brooks, that they got along on a level that maybe wasn't like, In all things we agree, but at the same time, like when one of them would say something was funny, Mm -hmm. they'd be like, yeah, that was better. Like, yeah, I'm not happy that you came up with a better joke than me, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that your joke wasn't funny because I'm a proud man. Exactly. Like the, oh, what's the joke in, oh, putting on the Ritz.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say. Yeah.
1: Where it wasn't, where Mel Brooks was like, I don't think that's funny. I don't think that's funny. And Gene Wilder (laughs) was like, it's funny. And Pushed it and fought enough that Mel Brooks was like, I just wanted to see if you would fight for it. Sure, of course we'll <laughs> so do it. So and it's good. like, yeah, that's probably Mel Brooks' relationship with a lot of people. Yeah. yeah where it's true. just like, okay, like, you got to prove to me that you know what funny is and then I'll listen to you. Right.
0: Again, and that's just like, if he is this fucking tornado. Yeah. Like, it's your job to get inside the tornado yeah. and join up and see if, and again, if it, if it fucking sticks, then he's going to be fine. You know, and, and that's why I
1: think he probably loved working with Carl Reiner so much. Because yeah. Carl Reiner had a gentle but firm hand of like, hey, mm-hmm. let's, and uh, here's a question. Let me ask this. Oh, now that you mention it. And mm-hmm. it's just like you hear all of those, which are like straight man code phrases yeah, yeah, of yeah. like, okay, the joke's done. Mm-hmm. Don't milk it. Yeah. But you can't say that. That kills the momentum. For you sure. can't say that. Bit. <laughs> so you say stuff like, now you were saying, and let me get back to, and I have another, like all of these very gentle mm-hmm. scoops away from the thing, where it's just like, if you're not paying attention, it just seems like he's, being a really lazy participant and Mel Brooks is doing all the (laughs) work. Right, 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 right. And if you're doing that, you don't understand how straight manning works. It's just like, oh, you fucking genius. Yeah. You set up the exact right wording for a question. You knew when to move on. You knew when to let him go a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. You knew exactly what, like three word question to ask to set him up for a punchline. Right. Like that's a skill you can't teach. You can't, because especially since the worst straight man in the world, and a lot of people are bad straight men or bad straight people. You know what I'm saying, I understand. Okay, and yeah. bad straight people is that <laughs> they want to laugh here and there, too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You
1: know, I'm a terrible straight man, I can't do it <laughs> mm-hmm. because I want to laugh, I want the joke, sure. And I've tried to straight man before, whether it's in improv or scripted or whatever, I cannot do it, mm-hmm. and it's a skill I don't have, you know, like I. Uh, it's funny because I think that there are very few people in this world that can both straight man and I think Nick Offerman is that way I think Nick Offerman can both straight man and deliver a joke Mm -hmm. and he can be his own straight man like when you watch his you know humorous stuff he's his own straight man yeah because like he's setting up the punchline and then he's delivering the punchline Mm and it's just like oh cool you nailed it (laughs) um and there are very few people like that, and I think Carl Reiner is that. You don't get to hear a lot of it when it's him. Sure. And Mel Brooks, like they never switch.
2: Yes. By the way, you don't have a name yet. It says uh, just Baby Brooks on there. Yes, it says it's on these little pink feet. Be- hey, I'm a girl. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what the hell? I'm a little girl. Well, you. Uh, I don't. That's I, adorable. Uh, just a moment. That's <laughs> I think it's adorable. I'm a girl. Just a moment. I think. <laughs> but, uh, you don't. Do you see well yet? I, no, it's kind of a blur. Well, but that it, it's is pink. No, they're blue. Oh. You're a boy. Oh. Well, that's all right. I'll, I'll play ball and get drunk and things. I'll, I'll be fine.
0: You don't mind being
2: a boy. No. It's. Bert Lancaster. What is he? He's a boy. Oh, that's good. I'll. I'll be like him. <laughs> Uh, baby, it, it is most incredible that you're able to speak. Yes, it's phenomenal, You have it's any, phenomenal idea, idea, yeah. any idea it's why. It's kind of frightening, yeah. It is. Yeah.
1: It's kind of kicky, isn't it? As far as I know, he I've never sit heard still. that. still, there's yeah. no
0: way. There is no way he.
1: That man still. is ADHD, mm-hmm. th- and I know. Like, I am ADHD, ADD. Yeah. Like, he is. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he falls into that creative camp of, like, okay, what's. Oh, what's that? What's the new. Like, listen. To, have you ever listened to his commentary on Blazing Saddles? Yes. It's so <laughs> random and wonderful. Yeah. Like, and he says things where you're like, was that an exaggeration? Right. Like, like yeah. he says, like, the story he tells of like getting the, or getting offered the script or the guy approaching and saying, I have this idea for a movie. Uh-huh. He says like, I was walking down the street, looking in the gutter for spare change. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just like, is that true? Like, uh, right. I know. I know. That's to what level is that true? And how much of it is like, oh, he's told this story yeah. a thousand times uh-huh. and it's evolved to, mm-hmm. I didn't have two pennies to rub together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you'd made producers of that. Like, yeah, don't get me right. you You'd made producers, you have been on, I'm not saying that he was probably rolling in it sure. but the idea that he was looking in a gutter for a nickel to buy a cup of coffee like that's probably not true come Mel <laughs> come on
0: well I love when his fucking stories changed yeah because I, I, a couple years ago just this year I know he did like a bunch of Q&A's after his movies and shit which I didn't get to do but like 7, seven or 8 years ago he did the same thing yeah so I got to see him after Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein and 12 Chairs like just oh,
1: 12 Chairs is so weird it's,
0: it's, it is weird but it's underappreciated and I actually really liked it I'll tell
1: smart. you about it in a, in a second go on finish oh no
0: no just a long story short is that i'm sure he told the same stories after each q a that were like a day apart right Yeah. and like but they change every fucking yeah. time different people because are he's reading the audience yeah that's oh, the yeah.
1: other thing is like yeah. i'm i'm a storyteller from way back the same way a raconteur mm-hmm. as one of my favorite words is because when i was a kid i thought i had something to do with raccoons Ooh, uh i know <laughs> doesn't it sound like a raccoon tamer anyways was. um and so it is that beauty of like if you're a great storyteller you don't really worry about the facts Yeah, you worry about the delivery, you worry Mm -hmm. about the energy, you worry about reading the room, and sometimes you tweak it. You exaggerate here, you hit this point a little bit more. You said this Mm -hmm. line, and they laughed, and so you delve delve a little bit more into that. But, um, 12 chairs, okay, so, (laughs) my, my experience, how I came to it, my friend, um, I it's one of two things, mm-hmm. and I can remember this very specifically. Blazing Saddles who was my friend Steve Meniscus, mm-hmm. showed it to me, and Young Frankenstein was my friend Nick Reynolds. Okay, Sh- I cannot remember which one came first, okay. but I'm pretty sure it was Blazing Saddles. Um, so I had seen both of these movies. Mm-hmm. I want to say I was like. 10 or 11 oh, when I saw him the first time, oh, especially no. Blazing Saddles. I know I was, oh, my I don't, I, I was maybe in middle school when wow. I saw either one of them, but I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it was 10 or 11. So, of course, like I was watching Blazing Saddles, like this is funny, and I had no idea why. Mm-hmm. And like, Young Frankenstein is a little bit more like approachable for a younger mm-hmm. kid because basically, like, funny Frankenstein, right? <laughs> I'm not dealing <laughs> with the racial relations issues of Blazing Saddles. <laughs> um, and but So I was like, oh, I love Mel Brooks, and I went to the library mm-hmm. at like 12, let's say 12, just that's a good middle ground, and I'm looking for their Mel Brooks movies in the Huntington, West Virginia Public Library, uh-huh. and the only one they had in was 12 Chairs, 12
3: chairs. and Almost. I was like,
1: I love Mel Brooks, Oh no! so I went home and watched 12 Chairs at like 12, and I'm like watching it going... <laughs> Where are the jokes? <laughs> Where's the there's nothing fun and I honestly I have not seen that since I remember the movie mm-hmm. very well. Yeah. But I have not seen it since then. Oh yeah. Well it's um, his art movie, but it's also yeah. a
0: comedy. Like it's also just as fucking weird.
1: Didn't it go he made producers, then and he made 12, then chairs, twelve chairs, and then he made blazing saddles, mm-hmm. right? I think so, yeah. You like <laughs> that's such a weird sandwich. Yeah. You know what it I mean? Really is. yeah. It's like if you said I made an ice cream sandwich, but in the middle is pastrami instead of ice cream. <laughs> And yeah. you're just like, okay, yeah. how did you think I would like, you would just give me producers <laughs> and you thought, you know what the crowd is ready for? Yeah. yeah, That's yeah, a strange movie. That's, you gotta push back. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Comedy needs pushback. Sure. So like, I'm sure he made producers and it was this, oh, it was this runaway hit. Uh-huh. And then he was like, I have another idea for a movie and like, it's going to be silly. And they were like, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. No. It's a great movie. No, but like, but. If, if all you had ever seen was producers yeah. and then you were like, if you only made two movies, uh-huh. you would have thought he would have had a psychotic break in the middle of them mm-hmm. because it was like, what happened to the guy who did like springtime for Hitler yeah. and like the, the weird dance numbers <laughs> and stuff and now is doing 12 Cheers, A period piece. Like, yeah. what is this? It's, I need to watch it again. Yeah. Um,
0: it's been a while since I've seen Like I said, seven or eight years. But I, I think it was just the right age. I was just pretentious enough to like,
1: I think I saw Twelve Chairs and then saw Producers because I think I right. I walked away from Twelve Chairs and like looked at my dad and was like I maybe I was wrong and he was like hold on and yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. played Producers for me and I was like oh okay uh-huh. yeah it, that one's the weird one got it got it got it
0: got it got it, got it. <laughs> I mean even in his box set they don't even they're, they're just like no, no no they just sweep that one under the rug that doesn't I don't
1: think that's that true happen. I have like the Blu-ray collection uh-huh. it's even got Life Stinks in there does it really yeah but it doesn't <laughs> have no, it, uh, does it have something rotten. That's the one he did, right? Or uh, uh, with uh, uh. his wife.
0: Oh fuck. Uh oh oh um oh Christ.
1: It, rotten's in the title, right? Uh
0: it is. I know what you're talking about. In my brain to be or not to be? Yeah, thank or you. Yeah yeah, 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 I was thinking of the play the something play, rotten. The, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: Shakespeare spin-offs. Um but yeah, to be or not to be is in there. Mm-hmm. Um which I think I've watched, but it may be the only one that I haven't watched.
0: Yeah. Um It's a good one. It's a good it's a remake though. It's his only remake. And oh, it's a remake of a know. Jack Benny movie. Oh, okay. Uh but it's a little more they can be a little more daring with like it's I don't know, it's be it's a little more dramatic. Mm-hmm. But it's also got Mel Brooks's tinges of humor in it. And yeah. it's fucking Anne Bancroft is a genius and she's well, yeah. wonderful in it and yeah. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's it's no blazing saddles, but there is no blazing saddles. No. It's
1: the best it's, movie ever. It's uh... And I hate to say this to you because I'm a fan of his entire Mm -hmm. uh, his his entire portfolio of work, Mm -hmm. but I do think that he he really fit well into the time period at which he was making like Blazing Saddles and the producers and that. And I definitely still, man, I still think that man's relevant. Don't get me wrong, I love his stuff, sure, but like. I don't know. Like, it's hard because I knew the Mel Brooks that was Mel Brooks when my dad was my age. Yeah. And I'm looking at my friends in, like, high school talking about how much I love Mel Brooks, and they're like, the Dracula dead and loving it guy? (laughs) And I'm like, "Mm, hold on. uh, Please ignore that. And it is a weird, like, if you look at his entire career as a whole, Mm -hmm. it is a weird collection of stuff. Like... The history of the world is such a weird piece. Yeah. To try, like, that was another one that I watched with Nick Reynolds way too young. Uh-huh. And it's just like, how do you describe that to somebody who have not seen it? Or it's just like, mm-hmm. it's basically a series of sketches. Yeah. But then it becomes a story, and then it all ties back in together, <laughs> and characters that I never met are back and commit you know it's weird. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, mm, but like the his same whole... silent movie though.
0: Like I that's mean true. he gets to make these weird art piece they are art pieces. I mean people are just gonna be like oh this is a parody movie. No no not not A that's not all Mel Brooks does. And B they are fucking weird art films. Well, He's it all went off the
1: rails at Spaceballs. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I think he did Spaceballs, yeah. Spaceballs was hugely popular. Sure. And I imagine that everybody was like, we want that again. Yeah. And, and so then you have da- Dracula Dead and Loving It, you have Robin Hood Men in Tights. Sure. But I think that, he, because I also think that people know Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. they know, especially Young Frankenstein. Sure. But then I, and producers, of course everyone knows now because of like the remake and right. the thing, but like Silent Movie is one that like, Nobody. It's so weird mm-hmm. and like, oh! But man, Marty Feldman always oh, genius. Huh? Oh God! And oh yeah, it's Marty Feldman, uh, uh, Adam Deluise, and Mel Brooks, mm-hmm. and the three of them. It shouldn't work because no. they're so, all three bombastic. Yeah. Like, there's not a straight man in there. Mm-hmm. But it's such a cartoon movie. Yeah. It's a live-action cartoon, which mm-hmm. are my favorite things ever. It's why I love Mighty Boosh so much. Uh-huh. It's why I love Mel Brooks comedy so much because it's yeah. just a live-action cartoon where it's just like, oh, we did a candygram joke. Like, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go for it, man. Whatever. <laughs> I ain't going to tell you not to do it. But then, but then it, the outliers are... Dracula Dead and Loving It and Spaceballs and Spaceballs I love sure me too but it's a like if it was a standalone movie I think that's the problem Mm -hmm. is that because like you have Spaceballs and Dracula Dead and Loving It and Robin Hood Men in Tights where it's just like oh, you established a pattern yeah. after making all these amazing movies. You made yeah. parodies, mm-hmm. which you still are really good at the art of parodies, but you did like three of them in a row. Yeah. So now that's what people are thinking of when they think of it. And he's the parody guy. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, he he's not. No. He's not the parody guy. He made three parodies in a row, but sure. he's not the parody guy. Mm-hmm. He's the very clever take on stupid topics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like
0: 100 100%. 100%. And that becomes that becomes an issue because it does it. It's the same problem with a lot of art. Uh, like Edgar Wright is going to get like they try. He's tried so hard to be like, no, 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 we're not doing parodies. That's yeah. not what we do. Like if you want to call it something, call it homage. If you fucking have to label it, but yeah. that becomes the problem is labeling it.
1: I mean that's true. Well, and that's the thing because you got to market it. You sure. got to market it somehow, and it's not getting any better now. Yeah. But like I I imagine that the reason that World's End didn't get the same hype that like Shaun of the Dead was is mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it's not as recognizable mm-hmm. a kind of movie. And right. you're like, "No, it's an, you know, it's an alien movie." And it's like, "Yeah, but son of the dead is zombies. Can't you do something that's a little bit more <laughs> identifiable right. like on the poster uh-huh. what the movie's about?" And it's just like, "No, yeah. I can't." And I'm, I don't know. I always think that there's always a question in my mind when it comes to comedy of is it better to know who you are in your head and in your heart and fight to get that known mm-hmm. or better to know who you are in the heads of everyone else yeah. and just accept that right. and lean into it
2: uh, well most of, most people in psychoanalysis like to go for your eyes and <laughs> away from your eyes
0: You're, you have a, a fixation about hurting your eyes well uh,
2: I don't want my eyes hurt you can touch anything but my eyes why is uh, that sir don't touch my eyes no very few people touch other people's eyes well <laughs> you find a few you find a few nuts like to take their four fingers and run them around your eyes I never <laughs> I never met anybody I never met anybody well, I, don't, I, don't you, take it. I see it's making you perspire. I won't talk about it That's anymore. all right. Just don't get near my eyes. <laughs> Are you a doctor? I certainly am. Where did you study? I studied at Texas. What? Texas? A- the state. Not in a college? No, sir. I put my hand on a rock, looked up at the sky, and said, I am a psychiatrist.
3: Another
2: <laughs> verse. You ordained yourself, in way. Exactly. Exactly. Well, That's I, I, the only way to do it. You have to have enough confidence in yourself. Don't get near my eyes. <laughs> I'm not, I'm You're God, I not just, getting near I my eyes. Not. I was really scratching my own oh, head. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> amazing.
1: Are you the guy who, like, for example, are and I love him to death, but are you Steve Martin, mm-hmm. and you make The Jerk, and you make you know, all those movies. And then you're like, but in my later years, I'm going to write Picasso Le Panagiel, mm-hmm. and I really want people to recognize the fact that like I know what I'm doing, which he does. And mm-hmm. he's an absolute genius. Sure. But like, or do you go like, yeah, I'm the guy who was the jerk and I'm a wild and crazy guy and that's my thing. Right. Like that's, and I'm not saying he's wrong. Sure. Like I will say that I now know Steve Martin as like the genius level writer and comedian. Yeah. Especially after Born Standing Up. That's a completely different thing. Sure, sure. But, um, but or do you go like i'm gonna milk this for 50 years as Mm -hmm. long as i can and i'm gonna be you know don rickles has never been like yeah but when will people appreciate my poetry you know what i mean like he's the insult you know sourpuss guy and he's still doing that Uh he's still and he's like had a like a six or seven decade career out of it and it's like okay great there's something to respect about that there's also something to respect about the guy who's like i you know i did insult, you know like you know just curse word women are terrible comedy Mm -hmm. for the first 20 years and i I, that was just who i was and i don't want to be that anymore and now i want to be the guy who's like producing children's theater like cool man yeah like i i I don't know it's and so then when you look at mel brooks It's interesting because, especially with the big, big surge of like the producers, there was a part of me that was sitting there going, "Like, but that's the old stuff, Mel. Mel, you're just doing the producers again. Uh You did it on Broadway, then you did, but then it also brings all these new people into the Mel Brooks fold. Sure, that I can say the producers guy, Mm -hmm. and everybody fucking knows what that is. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's like. I'm not going to sit there. It's like the closest I come to being like the elitist fanboy of like, yeah, but if you listen to his old stuff, <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I'm that guy very rarely, but I find myself being that guy sometimes with Mel Brooks, where it's just like, where people talk about, where people talk about the, <laughs> uh, you know, the young Frankenstein musical. And it's like, okay, but like, I've known about young Frankenstein since I was 10. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> and, but the thing is, is like, I'm not going to tell people not to love the thing that I love. Yeah. And I'm not going to hate on the guy that I love and say, like, you sell out. Like, I don't think that's it, man. Mm. You're still relevant. People still know who you are. I mean, the Star Wars Force Awakens comes out and everyone's like, maybe it's time for Spaceballs 2. And I'm like, that's my hero. And people are still talking about him. Like, I want to be the goofball that something comes out that I talked about 30 years ago. And someone's like, we'd really love your take on this again. It's mm-hmm. like, that's got to feel great. Mm-hmm. I want to be that guy. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I go back and forth sometimes of looking and going, he's a genius. And like, I see him do this comedy and I listen to it and it's a genius. And then like, he's the guy who's like, you know, in an interview, but like, I don't know. Do you want to make a blazing saddles musical? And I'm like, Oh God, no, 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 no.
0: I know. I'm very torn about that. Yeah. But honestly, I am. I. I, I would, am too. I would watch it. I'd have to watch it.
1: Because here's the thing. Uh-huh. It, here's why it's scary. Mm-hmm. If it's good, Uh-huh. It's going to be great. Yeah. Like, if it's great, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be like, Oh my God, that's amazing, right? Yeah. But if it's, if it's okay, it's yeah. gonna be terrible. I know. You know, like that's the problem. Is it, well, I mean, when you adapt anything, you got to stick the landing, or you got to not do it.
0: And you're making a musical where you have to say the n word so many times that that's well, that's a bigger risk, I think. That's the other thing, man. It's <laughs> like
1: how do you how do you make it now and uh-huh. not neuter the whole point, right? Of like the whole point is that everyone's saying it, yeah. that except for like the that like rather than your traditional like. I don't want to... We talk about Blazing Sound so much, but the idea of, like, (laughs) as opposed to your traditional cowboy western where there's one bad guy Mm -hmm. and then, like, the whole town rallies behind the sheriff. Everyone hates the sheriff. Mm -hmm. Like, that's genius. Mm -hmm. And, like, the whole point of it is that everyone's terrible and in the end they're just not as terrible. Mm -hmm. Like... (laughs) <laughs> the line, we don't want the Irish, makes me laugh <laughs> so hard, both as an Irish person uh-huh. and as, like, that they're sitting there saying, like, <laughs> we'll take the slur and the slur, but we don't want the Irish. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just, like, that's so funny to me that's not funny if you don't say the slur in the slur you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah and so you can't tell the same joke and have someone cough every time someone's supposed to say the n-word no, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. can't be your joke is like we never actually say it I'm mm-hmm. like oh my god no yeah, no no. no. I,
0: yeah you you make a very good point you it's know a what i mean strong argument for it not happening
1: I and just... and that's the scary thing Is like yeah i think that 20 percent of people in my mind that's like isn't it racist? It's like you can't make Blazing Saddles again. I know. You know, like because and I I I don't think you can make a movie like Blazing Saddles now. I think mm-hmm. you can make a send-up. I mm-hmm. think you can make a lampoon. You can do that. Mhm. But to do it like Blazing Saddles where if you even if you ignore all the stuff that's beautiful and lampooning about it, mm-hmm. it's still a really good movie. Yeah. I don't think people are equipped to make that now. I think people make parody yeah, and I think people make, you know, stuff that makes fun of stuff, mm-hmm. but like, you don't really see that like expert lampooning where yeah. you come away going, man, I laughed a lot about that. And now I'm thinking about race relations. Uh-huh. Huh? I right, didn't right. think I think about race relations, <laughs> seeing a Mel Brooks comedy. Yeah. I was laughing at the drunk in the jail cell. And only then did I think how weird it was that like that yeah. kind of thing just doesn't really get made anymore. Cause people assume people are dumb yeah. and won't get it. And yeah. maybe 20% of people won't get it. Sure. Yeah. But maybe there's like a fucking 12 year old kid who's watching and who's like, yeah. Oh, I didn't, I've never, one, realized something like this could be funny. Mm-hmm. Two, I've never even thought about the fact that like 30 years before I was born, it was really hard to be a black man sure. in the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're a 10 year old in West Virginia and like this is your first experience of like almost firsthand point of view, mm-hmm. seeing a minority being hated yeah. by people that you saw in the opening intro number be very pleasant with each other.
3: Yeah. And yeah. it's
1: like, oh, <laughs> I'm never going to experience that, but I get to see this man who's a good guy who I like Mm -hmm. with these people who seem nice being mean to him. That was like a huge revolutionary thing for me of Mm -hmm. like, oh, it might suck to be a person of color. And like, that, that I don't think that that kind of thing that would have gotten lost, lost in the shovel. Like, yeah. it would have been so blown out of... Like, the comedy would have been blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. It would have been so silly. And there, it would have been all Candy Graham jokes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, you would have lost, like... Uh, I don't know. There's there's so many... And, and there's also jokes like, you said rape twice. I like rape. <laughs> like, where it's just like... Even now, I love that movie, and I'm still going, oh! <laughs> but, like... Such you couldn't you couldn't tell that joke again. Right. Where are the white women at? Such a good like yeah. joke that like I don't know that I I don't <laughs> I lit like at its very core, I don't think a person sitting down mm. with a pen to paper mm. would write that joke down and That's show it to somebody. Right. I think they'd be like, uh, especially not like if you're writing. Now, I know they had Richard Pryor in the writer's room, but sure. like if one if your lead guy mm. writing it is Bill Brooks, yeah. you know, like this short white Jewish dude sitting there like where are the white woman at? It's hilarious. Go. <laughs> I don't think that gets made now. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. And which is a really good reason. Not to turn it into anything else. Oh, of course, else, you know? of
0: course, it, it it should stand alone. There's there's no doubt about that. It's it's this upsetting lack of of nuance, and uh, I could go on and on about how stupid people are being made to be, mm-hmm. uh, cause it, it, it broke. But I mean, that's, it's, it's an argument to, to look at shit just a little deeper.
1: If yeah. You, if, you know what I mean? Like watch it a thousand times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you'll
1: really catch stuff. <laughs> um, but that's the thing too, is like, I showed it the other day. I had, uh, my friend Tybee watched it with me mm-hmm. and it was the first time she had ever seen it. Wow. Okay. Which here's the thing you should never watch that that was my like oh i shouldn't watch this movie with people like i'm <laughs> i'm i can't i can't do it because yeah. i sit there the whole time and somebody starts to say something like hold on shut up shut up <laughs> yeah
0: <okay. laughs> he's about to say something really good shut up
1: and i'm i other movies yeah. sure whatever i don't sure, care whatever. but blazing saddles like i can't let people talk through and i can't let but like <laughs> i i made her watch it and then like she was like yeah i thought it was good," and I. Wanted to like. I wanted to, I wanted it, to yeah. instantly start the movie again and be <laughs> like, "Okay, let me hold on. Let me walk through, <laughs> like how beautiful the joke is and how well they stick the landing on this joke." And, and she even got it. Like that's yeah, the yeah. thing. She liked the movie yeah. and wanted to watch it again. And I still wanted to sit there and be like, oh, but I, I don't think you understand how funny <laughs> uh, the. Uh, it's really funny." Um...
0: Do you and think that, if you and I watched it together, we'd be like p- p- uh, player piano robots, laughing at exactly oh, the same time? A thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. It's, what, um, <laughs> I'm.
1: My wife uh, has actually decreed that I'm not allowed to watch it with people who haven't seen it before, mm. uh, or her, because mm. I will, I mm. will say every line three seconds oh, before, sure, 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 yeah. the line actually. Like That's I'll also start like under my breath. I'll just like napping on the and then I'll say napping on the top, and, <laughs> say, on the top <laughs> and she's like, you have to stop. <laughs> Um,
0: You're the kind of person I ha- we have to kick out of our show every month when we yeah. do shows like this.
1: Yeah, we did Blazing
0: Saddles once, and a pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure we probably had some line readers because no, there was that's a, that's what it was. There was a 70 year old dude in the front row who was like at least mouthing the words with us the entire yeah. show, and because but I was also like, dude, you win. Fuck, that's great. Yeah. Thank you for being here.
1: Like yeah, I I one time when I was like working at the, I worked at a a Shakespeare company where I was like building and I was doing like 20 hour days sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'd put the movie on the sound system and just like loop it (laughs) and do it on repeat. And there was a time where I sat down and just from memory by myself did like the first 15 minutes of the movie oh no. and like just to see if I could like uh, I was just sitting there without any mm-hmm. any inputs helping me and I just started at the beginning and I was like I got really far <laughs> and at one point somebody I somebody I was talking about how much I'd seen it, how well I knew it, and someone was like, what's the 15th word in the movie? And I was like, uh, and I told them, and then we watched it, and we're like, yeah, that was Aww. it. And I was like, I know this movie too, too well, well. And I, I sit there, and like, I know all the behind-the-scenes trivia, and I know everything of like, now, actually, Gene Wilder wasn't supposed to be in the And like, you can't, uh, but other people aren't allowed to talk, but I will talk sure, sure, sure. all throughout the movie. Yeah,
0: you are your... I know the safe points to
1: talk. I know where it's okay to talk.
0: I ask you something, sir. They say
2: that great artists such as Picasso... Are great technicians. Oh, yes, Duplicate you've got anything. to, you've got to you... be able to, uh, to uh, write something with structure and form. You, you, uh, you start before out you Before you tear a... off into the blue of, you know, the netherworld, or the, or the Netherland, as it's called in Holland. <laughs>
3: yes.
2: yes. yes. <laughs> Poets must have hatreds and loves, and what do you love? You and... love cantaloupe. <laughs> I a hundred hey, what is there about the cantaloupe you love? The taste, the smell, the look of it? The, the, the cantaloupe itself. I mean, <laughs> poetically, what do you love about the cantaloupe? You're a poet, sir. I'm asking oh, you oh, to personify oh, oh, the cantaloupe for me. Yes. Uh, the, the The flavor. Yeah, uh, very poetic The words. way how nice around it is. Sir, before we go any further, I wanna make uh, sure if it's I'm chilled a... it's good. If it's I wanna I wanna make sure sometimes I'm... if it's warm it stinks. I hate the pits. I love the inside, the meat. A good one. I hate a green
1: one. So one time I was watching it and I uh, and I was watching it with the Mel Brooks commentary and I got frustrated because Mel Brooks wouldn't shut up so I could watch the movie. <laughs> so I had to turn off the commentary. I was like, no, no, no. But if you ever get a chance uh huh. Have you ever listened to the commentary for Robin Hood Men in Tights that no. he does? No, I don't even own that movie. It's weird. Is it? Well, because he's very rambly. Sure, sure. Um, And he... He checks in with the movie very rarely. Mm-hmm. Where mostly he's telling stories about his life. Of course he. Is. And then it'll be like, oh yeah, that scene was great. And then he'll just like go back to whatever he was talking about. And they're like, oh, Carrie always love him. And then he's just like, back to whatever his story was. And I it's it. I really love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I listen to it specifically because there's like oh, what's the 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 catapult the stealth catapult joke. There's a bunch of jokes. And I love Robin Hood Men and So There's a lot of jokes where it's just like that's dumb. And that was one where I was like, that's stupid. And we got to, I'm pretty sure in the commentary, he's like, that was a dumb joke. <laughs> I was like,
0: <laughs> yay! It completely
1: justified my opinion of that joke. Yay!
0: I mean, that's, yeah, like you say, he he, he doesn't shy away from that shit because what's funny, I hate to say what's funny is funny, but, but it's case, true. It's, it's okay. You
1: don't overthink it, man. That's yeah. the thing is sometimes you see people and they're like, yeah, but will they think it's funny? It's like, man, if you think it's funny, it'll be funny. Don't that, worry about that
0: it. That is the greatest fucking lesson i've ever gotten from him is writing for yourself yeah I've, if you write for an audience you're dicking yourself over immediately yeah. if you're
1: trying to make someone you can't it's acting 101 mm-hmm. is like you can't your objective can't be to make someone else do something mm-hmm. or your objective can't be a beaver you can't be funny yeah you know what yeah. i mean because yeah. so how do you act be how do you act being funny Mm -hmm. right you have to say like oh i've just said it completely backwards you have to try to get something from the other and so but like you can't be funny and so i think that what i love about Brooks style is i think he's just trying to make somebody laugh Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and and in a way let me rephrase okay he's trying to make someone laugh at him Yes. He's not just trying to make somebody laugh. He's trying to get a laugh for him. Mm -hmm. Like, the same way that I do, not to compare myself to my personal comedy hero, (laughs) but the idea of, like, I both want you to laugh, Mm -hmm. but I also want me to get a laugh. Yeah. You know, like, the thing is, like, it's great if you laugh at this, but it's more important to me to see you laugh at the thing I said. Like, I I picture Mel Brooks telling a joke, really leaning in, and Mm -hmm. looking at the person's face. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being like, I'm gonna watch you laugh at my joke. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna drink in your <laughs> laughter at my joke, and um, and like that's that to me is like a great comic. And also like, and I I put all these words in Mel Brooks' mouth, but I I see a lot of I love stand up, and I I love live comedy. I love comedians in general, and I think you can really tell the difference between people who are doing it solely because they like the attention, mm-hmm. and people who are doing it because they like the attention, and they also love the sound of laughter. Right, yeah. And I think that Mel Brooks, to me, strikes me as the kind of guy who's like, yeah, of course. He wants the attention. Like, look, I I just, if, if he told me yeah, but until I started writing comedy, no one paid attention to me. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Yeah, man, that makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense to me. I totally I understand." Until I started doing podcasting, like nobody knew who the f I was. And so, like, if you told me, like, "Oh, he started writing it," and suddenly. For being funny he was gaining all this attention mm-hmm. and then he just couldn't stop because he was very addictive to like all the attention and be like yeah mm-hmm. yeah man totally makes sense yeah. right there with you I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm right in there with you mm-hmm. um, I mean honestly it's the same and the, and the same rule applies to
0: fucking podcasts obviously because if you were doing podcasts thinking is this funny oh nobody would ever do a podcast yeah. ever Yeah. I mean every and every early podcast is a stumble fuck and then eventually they just the great ones just keep going Yeah. you know Uh, I mean, my mom,
1: uh, well, my mom is not the person I was trying to say. My (laughs) wife. um, My wife always says to me whenever we're about to do a live show um, for my brother, my brother and me, I get really, really, really nervous because suddenly it goes, like, I'm recording Mm -hmm. in, like, my office at home Mm -hmm. while, like, I've got Futurama (laughs) on mute in the background. Uh uh And, like, then suddenly I've got, like, an audience of people in front of me and she always says, like, we'll just make... Griffin and Justin laugh. Mm. Like that's what you're doing on the show. You can't hear the audience. You don't worry about them anyways. Of course, yeah. So just worry about making your brothers laugh, and Mm -hmm. it'll be fun. And that's what I do every time I go on stage now with my brothers. Is I'm looking at them. You know, I'm doing the thing. And to bring it back to our original point, Mm -hmm. like listen to the album, and you can tell that like Mel Brooks is making Carl Reiner laugh. Oh oh, yeah. Especially when you got Carl Reiner, and you can make Carl Reiner break. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like. (laughs) <laughs> okay, you did a really good job. Yeah. You made Carl Reiner break. And yeah. he's like a really great straight man. Mm-hmm. And you can hear him a couple times. Like with the the Chaser was a bad writer yep. break. You can <clears> hear Carl <throat> Reiner lose it. Yeah. And that's just, I I love their chemistry and I, I love everything about it.
0: Um, So, we're towards the end here. Oh, right at the end. So, number one. Mm-hmm. What we didn't bring up. <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> see, these albums... People didn't, I don't think they knew these names at all until these albums came out. Mm-hmm. And this compilation that we pulled, that I pulled these from, is from 1973, but the 1960s when the first one came out, so people didn't know the name Mel Brooks. Yeah. So, like, it's important to understand that this is a year into Mel Brooks being Mel Brooks and people yeah. knowing who the fuck he is. If nobody somehow, no, this is perfect. Everybody you run into seems to think of Mel Brooks in a very certain way or doesn't mm-hmm. know who the fuck he is. Why listen to this album as... Like an, uh, an example of something he's done. Why is it important to listen to this one, do you think?
1: I think that this is maybe like the movies are great, mm-hmm. but the movies are like getting a filtered version of the guy. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is his thing done by other people. This is his mm-hmm. thing with the cinematographer setting up shots. This is the thing with like the, you know, director while well, he's directing it. But like, mm-hmm. it's all filtered down through it, you know? And I think that this, you really get one, a sense of appreciation of how. Quick, he is, and how witty he is. And it's like uncut, pure Mel Brooks sense of humor. Yeah. And it's like, oh, if you got 20 minutes and you want to have a crash course and what Mel Brooks thinks is funny, you should listen to The 2000 Year Old Man, whichever version of it you can get. Because yeah. that's it. Like, it's just set up punch, set up punch, set up punch, set up punch. And it's just joke, 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 joke. And so you can really, like, my wife is a Mel Brooks fan. I've made her that way. I've, I've, <laughs> In short, that she loves no books. I've showed it to her so many times, and like we were listening to the album today, and when it, I was, I was like, "What do you think?" She's like, "It's so good," mm-hmm. like almost like in surprise because like you forget, like, "Oh yeah, he's funny as shit." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and I would also say, timelessly funny because I don't think that the the jokes aren't dated. Not they no. you know, like there. There's definitely stuff you know. Some of the <laughs> some of the comments and impressions and stuff are maybe a little bit now like, Ooh, but. I think that, like, the humor is just like, it's very, it's really, really, really good mm. dad humor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of it is like, oh, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at that, but I am, yeah. you know? And I think once you understand that, then you see a Blazing Saddles and you're like oh I shouldn't be laughing at this but I am mm-hmm. oh okay I get it yeah. I get it and maybe this maybe the cringe is a little bit more because it's a little bit more risque it's a little bit racier mm-hmm. both you know like either it's a sex joke or it's a you know a race joke but it's like oh I shouldn't be laughing at this that I am why am I laughing at this I'm going to think about this for a second and find what the kernel of humor is so I think like this is good programming for like shouldn't be laughing at it but you are don't think about it yet yeah. Think about it when you watch Blazing Saddles. Think about it when you watch Young Frankenstein. Think about it when you watch, you know, Silent Movie. And I'm like, why am I laughing at this? Oh, because that was really, because f- the mm-hmm. technique mm-hmm. is really good. It's true.
0: Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty perfect. And any of these three that are in this pack, I mean, they're all wonderful. Uh, they're the first three that they did. Um, okay. Do, I do not know when this is going to come out, so I apologize. But where can people find you? And what do you have to Do you have anything that's coming up? In which case, I should put this out sooner.
1: Um, so people can find me on Twitter Mm -hmm. at Travis McElroy. Mm -hmm. They can find all of my shows, Mm -hmm. um, between me and my brothers and between podcasts and YouTube stuff. We have, I think last time I checked 13 different (laughs) podcasts and video series. You can find them all (laughs) at McElroy com. Mm -hmm. M C E L R O Y shows.com. Um, we do have a live show coming up two in tc and new york but they're already sold out so you can release this whenever you want (laughs) um but yeah check out those shows um especially my brother my brother and me it's a good way in and I think yeah. it's the, the, where you most get to hear me rip off a lot of Mel Brooks jokes. Yeah, right,
0: right, 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 right. Um, yes, definitely listen to that.
1: Listen. Oh, you know what? Uh, previous guest, friend of the show, uh, Andy Bolt does a show with you. Go oh, she Buddies. does. We do Bunker Buddies where we talk about surviving the apocalypse, but we have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. I, I, I take that back because we've got about like 70 episodes of this one. I would say we have 2% of an idea what we're talking about at okay. this point. Okay, good. good slowly good. getting to an even 5%.
0: How do you ever record a full hour with Andy? talking because she oh i
1: i'm a very powerful uh co-host oh, okay. Um, okay good it's it's actually the one <laughs> podcast in which i straight man and it's hard shit. Yeah, yeah right
0: right 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 uh, well I mean she's a very powerful not straight she man, though. She's fucking no She
1: is she's a dynamic force and I love doing the show with her for that reason. Yeah. It's also it's a little bit relaxing for me to not have to be a dynamic <laughs> I mean, I'm not necessarily carrying my other shows, don't get me wrong. But it's <laughs> nice to be like the one who actually like researched the stuff and yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm presenting facts and she's funny. Mm-hmm. And it's kinda nice to be like, Thank you for being funny, Andy mm-hmm. Bolt. She is fucking funny as yeah, shit. She's a
0: dynamo. She's 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 the Mel Brooks of that show anyway. Um thank you guys for listening Uh, very quickly check out oh shit yeah uh, news radio podcast coming out soon called uh, Dispatches from Fort Awesome follow us on Twitter at WNYX News Radio Uh, and then go to lookingforwardmovie.com to watch our movie in progress that has been going since March and will end in November when the elections are over thank you guys for listening and thank you for being here Travis thank you and as always have a good thing In 2012, Stolen Dress Entertainment brought you the feature-length mockumentary Looking Forward. The story of one 24-year-old man's presidential campaign, 12 years in advance of eligibility, and 16 years in advance of a good slogan. Now, in 2016, in anticipation of an historic election season, Stolen Dress Entertainment brings you the sequel, Looking Forward 2016. For the next nine months, 14 of the story's central characters will present video blogs, bringing you their side of the story. On the day following the election in November, the strangest, most unorthodox film sequel in history will be completed. Visit LookingForwardMovie.com to see every video as it is posted and to watch the original film for free. Subscribe to the channels you like, retweet the characters, and share your thoughts on the Looking Forward page on Facebook. Looking Forward 2016. One campaign in pieces.